right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. Back after a week, uh, we're leading into this weekend, which, uh, you know, it's a cool more classic weekend. Then we following week, we've got uh, all the Rose Hill, um, Rose Hill, big Rose Hill meeting with five group ones and whatnot. So we're in the mix of it. So got the boys uh, organised for this weekend and we're going to be finding a couple of winners. Something I have talked about in the last couple of weeks is possibly doing a little punters club. Uh, this is whereby, I guess, you, you pay 50 bucks and we give you about 500 or so in play money and then uh, we tally it up at the end of the day, do a leaderboard. If there's 20 people, probably pay the top two or something like that. We uh, calculate it up. It wouldn't work if everyone wanted to have about $50, $10 bets, so I'd probably limit it to $50 play money and do wins, quaddies, and maybe multis or something. So if you're interested, send us a DM on uh, Facebook or message us on Instagram or something like that. Um, I did put a thing out on a story a couple weeks ago and had about 60 people pretty pretty keen. So if you're keen, let us know. We might do it for slip a day, and then if it's a success, we might do a little leaderboard over a couple of weeks uh, on the championship days and stuff. So if you're keen, let us know. All right, uh, let's get the boys on. A um, little bit of a talking point, I guess, to kick, kick things off is uh, J-Mac copying a bit of suspension, which uh, bloody hurts because I am on a couple of futures which he was going to be riding. Uh, Kohai, what did you make of the suspension? Yeah, Zach, um, I guess for those that didn't see the, the replay of the race, I guess it was the last race of the card, and obviously his mount, Shalonte, uh, was going backwards, so he's just kind of eased it off on the run when it was shifting out. And I tell you what, it would have looked even worse if uh, Amy McLucas came off the horse, which she almost did. I mean, she kind of... She bucked uh, the bit. Ho- well, the horse definitely dove and almost clipped heels, and there would have been ugly scenes if she had of come uh, come out second best. So luckily for him, he's in the clear. But um, uh, according to the stewards, as of, you know, I think an hour or two ago, whatever it was, they've changed the dates of James's uh, suspension. So long story short, it was initially meant to be from Sunday through to Saturday, I guess, where it would have been six meetings on the sixth meeting would have been on the Saturday. But now, uh, due to his uh, riding commitments at, I'm assuming Canberra, um, they're starting the suspension from the Tuesday, six yeah. meetings from then. So I think that means it's Tuesday to Friday. Friday the 24th, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate um, because obviously if he was to, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's still going to appeal. I have no doubt about him appealing his case. Um Apparently, Shalonte is quite notorious for shifting out in the last, you know, when the persuaders out and so forth. So he could have been very much in line to lose a day or two of his suspension. But now that the start date has been amended to the Tuesday, uh, him to lose multiple days off his suspension is going to be very tough to to win for in order for him to ride on the Saturday. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. He'll probably most likely now miss mm. the Animo ride and the Cylinder ride, and I'm sure everyone Very saw pleased. the article. Yeah, saw the uh, article which RaceNet posted um, yesterday. Uh, if he were to win all four Group yeah. Ones, that's just the Group Ones. He was in line to make about two hundred fifteen thousand. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you'd be spewing, but J Max got plenty of coins, so I don't think he's there for the the cash. It'd be more for the the Group Ones and staying on Animo and the Champion. And, 
so forth. So unfortunate for connections, I think. What did you make of the suspension, Tommy? Um, is it warranted? How long? It looked pretty bad. Like I watched it a couple of times and I realised that actually she did a pretty good job staying aboard. Mate, I, I can't really comment. I didn't see it too much. I did watch the race, but I, I haven't. I haven't really watched it too much. But it's a bit unfortunate. And it's sort of like they talk about in the footy all the time, though. You you get suspended in a a random game, and then you miss. You could miss an Origin. Like surely these other meetings are going to mean something, or you can maybe pay a fine, or maybe move your suspension to yep. help see fit. Because five Group Ones, like. There's a reason they put them all on Slipper Day because it's a massive day. Like, surely, surely there's something you could do around this. But, um, yeah, I, I guess if you don't break the rules, so you don't get suspended. But uh, it, it will be a shame if you don't see him on that day. Yeah. I like how Tommy just brought in rugby league there. So, speaking of rugby league, Coey, you and I are sitting at the top of the table right now. It feels good, doesn't it? And we got the bye this week. How good's that? <laughs> yeah, Lazy let's... four points and 25 on the old four and a guess. Let the boys Giddy recoup. Up. Tommy, you just, just oh. got home. Very lucky win, I think. Oh, yeah. We didn't beat the uh, might of the Bulldogs. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had kick out kicking on the last. Yeah, very tough. Very um, hard-fought game there. But, no, yeah, good good way to start the season. Yeah. Um, Against Paro was a tough game. Both teams down on the players, and I think we'll lose Munster for a few weeks. Up the Dolphins. Yeah, it was a cracking. Oh, I think yeah, all, the, all, all the games were amazing, and it was just real good to see Felice Kufusi in a mood. Um, but right, back to racing. Uh, obviously, a bunch of the Group 1s are obviously um, coming up in a couple of weeks. A couple of futures happening. I know that uh, myself and my partner are on a cylinder at $51, so we were really a bit worried when we hear that... Uh, J-Mac will not be aboard. Um, it's a bit of a confusing one, like who takes the ride. I guess there's a few names that have been thrown up. You've got your likes of Brenton Abdullah. Uh, would someone like Zara or Damien Oliver come up? I don't know. But boys, Coey, who's your first pick? I, I assume you're going to think, a, I don't know, a Brenton or something? So my understanding at the moment um, is that Godolphin haven't really locked in any jockeys as is my understanding, bar cylinder with J Mac, but obviously that being up in the air at the moment, I think their first seed was going to be Brendan Abdullah. Could um, you come back? So this is the thing. So same with the whole Purden thing. Um they've got the Hong Kong Derby meeting on the following yeah. day. Uh which is, you know, a big yeah, time honored yeah. event over there. So Zach in particular um is riding for the beauty, you know, the beauty colours, the yeah. pink sleeves and Yeah, yeah. Rode beauty generation in that race a couple of times and saluted and he's riding for those ownership group again this Sunday. So, oh sorry, next Sunday. So, it is very, very, very unlikely that he will be travelling over. He, he did uh, solemnly swear that he wants to stay with them and you know concentrate on that big group one over there. I know there is five big group ones over here, but uh, Zach is quite a loyal fellow and he's very tradesman-like when it comes to stuff like that when he commits. So I'd take his word solemnly and say he won't be coming over. Huey, on the other hand, could be half a chance. It would be a great addition. Um, and I guess the likes of Joe Marrera is an interesting one. Um, apparently he hasn't even technically submitted his uh, writing application. Uh, Huey, Huey's writing Don Corleone. Oh, so he is over. Okay, there you go. So he is coming over. Yeah, Huey's, Huey's riding Don Corleone and Mark Zara will be on King's Gambit if it gets a run. 
Perfect. And King's Gambit is it I think they've uh successfully rolled the dice on King's Gambit. Uh, I think from the looks of things, I think it will just squeeze into the final field. So if for those that have futures bets on him, um you've managed to come up with a ploy that Snowdens have been planning for weeks, months in advance. And yeah, I know it's been slightly disappointing in the smaller fields, but I think you've got something to look forward to going over, stepping over the uh, six furlongs come Saturday week. All right. Well, we uh, we kick things off with Rose Hill, uh, another Kraken meeting. Um, look, it's Coolmore. I was uh, I was all over Fangirl in the Coolmore, which was, it was kind of weird. Got, a, got, a, got the start in the All-Star Mile, pulled out, but... This All-Star Mile has been a bit of a shambles as well, to be honest. Like, each horse just keeps coming out and in and out and in. Um, Cascadian could be a bet, to be honest. But we go race race one, Midway, which, uh, look, one of the famous races, the old Midway, a 1,200-metre benchmark 72, where it's equal $7 favourite. So this is going to be fun to find a winner. Prince Invincible, out of 12, and Border Control, both equal favourites. Rachel King aboard, Tyler Schiller aboard. Lancaster Bomber, a couple of bucks for it. 11 bucks in the 750. Chad Schofield riding for Richard Litt. Astero, drawn very wide for McLucas. She's claiming three at nine bucks. We got twice as special, and then we got a bunch of double figures. Uh, anything back... Kate, Kate Spear has a couple of bucks for it. Jenny Duggan aboard, but that's it. Uh, Tommy Lancaster Bobber, 11 bucks in the 750. Chad aboard, barrier two. Um, don't know what to make of its last run at Randwick. Uh, not for me. I probably go in shot maker. I think off that trial, it was pretty impressive. They've always had a bit of, bit of an opinion in this horse since Mike, uh, Mick uh, Price and Michael Kent had it, and I think it had a couple of injuries. So this will be his second prep now under Doyle. And, yeah, the trial looked looked pretty good at Newcastle. So $11 you're getting for it as well. We're shooting the win horse. Um, yeah, give me a shot, maker. Classic midway, isn't it? Um, I don't mind both uh, Miss Kajiki and Lancaster Bomber. I think Prince Invincible, the wide draws are real query. Uh, I don't know. Don't know where it settles in the run. It's I, I see it likely to be trapped wide and overworking so if you're having an early bit i wouldn't be going for it that's how i see it anyway um plenty of speed as you can imagine over the 1200 meters uh miss kajiki has gone draw uh, she's got draw uh barrier nine and i think she will handle a bit of a softer run in transit this start nash's book which i love so i'm hoping you know she settles probably midfield with cover especially with the plenty of pressure up front early, I think it could settle well and finish late. Uh, Lancaster Bomber, more or less the same. I think gets the ideal barrier with this plenty of speed. So I think it, I see it boxing, boxing up in behind the leaders. And I think more or less, I uh, forgive for the last start, uh, has the right form lines going into this. I, I'm happy to entertain both. I think it's a classic midway. You could probably take a couple of place bets in this. And uh, Miss Kajiki and Lancaster Bomber for mine uh, for the place line, maybe a small each way. Okay. Uh, Pango Pango is next, 1,200 metres, and Mahaba is the fave. Mickey D aboard. Um, this still was a really good win at Flemington a couple of weeks back. I think it was in February. It was a really good win. Um, that's at 3.30. That is the fave. We've got introducing there, Gay Waterhouse and Brett Preble. It's on the drift a little bit. It's out to 3.40. Shinzo's there. Uh, 4.60 in from six. A couple of bucks for Zulukar. Zulukar. 
Tough one. Nash's aboard for Godolphin. It's eight bucks. Bases loaded, and the rest are at double figures. Uh, nothing else backed at odds. But um, I know, Tommy. Did you? What did you make of that win in Melbourne for this fave? Yeah, it's good. It was very good. Um, good opinion of this horse, Michael D. Riding well. Graham Begg, very good form, and um, coming here made its intentions known. It's um, it's going to be right there. I don't, I like this horse, but. It's a tough field, introducing one win and had a nice trial. Shinzo's always had a big rap on it. And um, speaking to a couple of guys at Sky, including Brad Gray and a couple of others, really big fans of this Godzilla's trial, um, very quiet and then ridden, ridden to the line at the back, um, finished really strong and very interesting to see what he can do at a bit of a price, Godzilla. So maybe a place there, but yeah, very hard to beat this favourite, I think. Godzilla, you're getting about three bucks thirty, three fifty for a place. Coey, like anything? Once again, um, it's a tricky one to like. I, I like Mahaba here. I definitely do. Um, it's sectionals and everything else were great uh, in that Flemington Talon Dirt, and um, it's pretty hard to look past. It was around thirty three and some change last six hundred, and it was kind of. On speed and ran it out tough. I think it will appreciate the 1200 and it being second up in this preparation. Proper X Factor horse, I think. Uh, connections haven't nominated uh, for the slipper yet, but if it wins, pulls up well, come Monday, they might be forking out the 150 large to get her in, which would uh, get him in, sorry. Uh, so that wouldn't surprise. I just have to obviously play the field a little bit carefully because quite a lot of them are dual nom for the Black Opal as well. Mm. So Disneck, I think, is uh, bases loaded. I think introducing might have been as well. There's quite – Legolas is definitely. And for those that – obviously Cap Ferret, who's drawn wide from the Wallace stable this, in this field right now, is also nominated for Canberra. And J-Mac has – intentions to ride that at Canberra. So that could be a play come Monday or Sunday. I think that could be an overs play that you can jump on right now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I really, really like what I see with Mahaba. Shinzo and bases loaded. I think, I think the skyline was interesting. I think there is improvement to come for both those horses, but I think that just the X, X factor that Mahaba might have yeah. intrigues me and warrants favoritism. Okay. All right, race three, 13.50, benchmark 88, fine point going around. Walla, J-Mac, um, bit of a spell. Um, we got Tamerlane, Zach Lloyd, obviously still flying. Copped another suspension, eh? Hate suspensions, old Zach. Uh, five bucks, dynamic impact. Um, Dylan's aboard there for Baker. Maltai, Ryan Maloney still down here having a ride. Raduna is there on a bit of a drift, though. Um, it was pretty good last prep, but uh, it's going to be second up. A uh, ton of grit, 15s into 10s, and then a bunch at bigger odds. couple bucks for El Rocco, 50s into about 18. So, Tommy, uh, how you can you possibly find this? Yeah, it's a bit of a tough race, actually. There's a couple of couple of good horses returning, and I'm probably going to have to go with one of them in Tamerlane. Shown shown to be well fresh before, and it's been trialing okay too. So between the top two in Fine Point and Tamerlane, I think I might just lean towards Tamerlane here to stop its trials. Although Fine Point did trial pretty well as well, but I think Tamerlane just a touch better. King? I'm same as well, Tamerlane. Good often. Um, I guess the only caveat in suggesting is I 
I think Raduna and Narrated are definitely go forward types. They will hands down try and hold fence and run runners into the ground. I'm hoping that something like Maotai will shoot across with Tamerlane. Uh, I'm hoping we've got a little backside to follow and we can try and find, even if it's a three-wide line with cover, I'd, I'd probably take that because I think there'll be plenty of pressure in this race. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, fine point, I think it's an also a warranted favourite. Uh, J-Mac booking, perfect. And it's looking for a pretty strong preparation. It's nominated for the Queen of the Turf. It maps well. I think it will find cover probably two or three back as well. So I think fine point is slightly under the odds. So I'd rather take a little bit more of the price on Tamerlane. And uh, we'll need to get lucky from that wide draw. But I think that Godolphin... Uh, first up run, record's great. Maltai hopefully cuts him across. So, yeah, I'm with Godolphin as well. Okay, Godolphin. Right, the Magic Knight is race four, 1,200 of the best. And Steel City, drawn one, a uh, little bit of a drift, out to 320. Uh, Blanc de Blanc, J-Mac, and for the Freedmen, it's drawn wide, but it's 460 into 370. Uh, the, a Waterhouse horse, not even going to try and say it. Brett Preble, a board, sixes to sevens, a couple of bucks for Tiz Invincible. Zach Lloyd, Remedies is going around, eights to nines, Firelane, uh, big odds. The rest are pretty big odds as well. Uh, Tommy... Steel City? Mate, it, it was a tough watch for Steel City um, in the Blue Diamond. Just completely in the wrong spot and got who knows where we would have ended up if he could get out. You definitely got to think he's um, he's a huge chance here. Blanc to Blanc, really good without winning last start. Just sort of flying late but getting rolled just as they hit the line. The seven, what did you call it, Zach? Two, Qui, <laughs> Santuza. Santuza. Uh, very impressive with its first run. Um, a few of these going to the Black Opal too, and depending on where Tiz Invincible goes, which I think it is going to go to the Canberra, I'd be having something on it because it is um, it trailed enormously, and I really like it. But if it runs here, I'll probably have something on at the 850. It's just so open. I can make cases for a few, but I think I might, might just back a couple of the longer ones when they all figure out where they're going. And things like Fire Lane has been... Um, been still running really well and has beaten a couple of really good horses too. And on its day, on a nice, nice warm day, which we're going to get on Saturday, I think he comes into it. And one at odds at $61, Bianco Nero, run home for third last start, was a really eye catcher. He just sort of didn't know what he was doing early on, got caught right out the back, but rocketed home. Karen McAvoy on for Matty Smith at $61. I think an each way bet there definitely could figure. I don't know if it could win, but definitely um, for the place. But yeah, it's such a such a tough race. But I think if Steel City runs like it did uh, to form and can get out, uh, I think it could be hard to beat. So I don't know about I don't know if Steel City is going to go there, but if the if it runs in the Percy Sykes, it's currently eleven bucks. Uh, if it runs there, I doubt it's going to be starting at eleven bucks. So it could be a little futures play if you want to back it with futures insurance on a particular bookie. But um, Coey, Steel City, you're with. I think drawn one, it should get the run of the race. Uh, it obviously needs to get the luck in the run because it was an absolute horror show in the Blue Diamond, as Tommy mentioned. If you yeah, there's definitely. Worse ways to do your dough, but my god, that was I was on it, and you couldn't, you can't do anything about it. It was just boxed in, and there was no room up the rail, no out because it's a big 16 horse field, etc. etc. I can make so many excuses for it, but 
yeah, I, I am happy to just go Steel City, trusting trusting my gut instincts. And if there were, and Blanc de Blanc is tough. Um, once again, Friedman has been drawn horribly once again. And we know it's a tough horse, so consistent. It is a last throw at the stumps right now. And it, it did uh, take their nomination out of the Black Opal. So they've gone with uh, this race on Saturday, which shows a little bit of intent. And I guess the one thing, if we're talking futures, I think Tis Invincible is a really, really interesting runner to keep an eye on. It's numb for both the – I think it's an emergency in both Saturday and Sunday's race. So it might not get a start, but the camp's got some really confident words to say about this horse, and it's numbed both for the Percy Sykes and the Sires. And I'll be very intrigued to see where this horse goes, whether it might just hold off going to the slipper, go to the Sires and – go to Queensland maybe, you know, in terms of long term. I'm not sure what the plan is, but they have big hopes for this also. I'll be keeping an eye out for the futures bets for it, but Steel City for mine. Right, Steel City. Keep an eye on futures if you like it. Group 3, Morris McCartan, uh, 1,100-metre dash. Clemensu uh, is going around as fave. Zach Lloyd aboard, getting a lot of good rides, Zach. Uh, 370 to 320. Athelric is there, 460 to 420. J-Mac riding. Kalino, still the same odds, around 420. Cannonball is there at 550. Cole Crusher, um, absolutely crushed me uh, last prep too. So Chad jumping aboard after his dad's ride, ridden it and... Um, uh, hung up the boots. Quick tempos there, rocketing by, etc. But um, I don't know. Clemens is pretty good, Tommy. It's drawn pretty wide, but yeah, it trialed nicely too. Um, didn't mind its trial at all, and has promised a lot. Clemenso in those famous colours. Uh, Athelric, yeah, McDonald on for Cummins. You always got to take notice, and um, on his day, he's very good. This Athelric, Kalino, finishing strong last start. Cannonball trialed nicely. Cold Crusher. Though I think tried really nicely, and we kept forgetting about him. And as he said, Zach, he just yeah, he monstered us a couple of times last prep. So maybe not first up, but definitely watching Cole Crusher. But I'm going to go with Quick Tempo. I think um, Mark Menavidi is just being really consistent without winning the last few starts, but still rocketing home. I think there's a nice genuine pace with your horses like Shelby and Rocking By, and even a few other ones that can lead throughout the field. So. Um, I think we need a quick tempo, but we'll get one, and then quick tempo, um, smoking his pipe, we'll finish strong late. We reckon, King? I've gone with Cannonball again. Uh, last start, it was scratched. Um, I, I had it at the overs. I think it was, I don't know, 16 or 18 bucks when I backed it, but scratched on the morning of, so that was a bit of a shame. But this time around, uh, finds a, more, a far more suitable race. Barrier to Brett Perebel, I like those big ticks. Uh, it's going to be carrying 53 kilos. Saying that, quite a few of them are carrying 53. So, you know, it's not really getting a – it's getting an advantage over some hardheads like a Felric and Cold Crusher, but Clemenso, Kalino and Quick Tempo all carry 53. So it'll be battle of uh, running transit, and I just see Cannonball sitting pretty two, – two pairs back, one out. Um Hopefully get someone like, I don't know, Ethelric's back, Clemenso's back, coming, rounding the home turn and just go bang. So I'm hoping Cannonball and those Harren colours. Uh, but Tommy makes a good case. I, it could be a race that Cole Crusher could absolutely pinch, I think. He is the out-and-out leader in this field and he could get some absolute cheap sectionals. And I think it, it'll definitely be a fair-playing track come Saturday. I'd be looking to irrigate, stay on a good four. 
and rails back to the true. So I, I see everyone getting their right kind of, you know, every every chance if they get the run in the race. So if Cole Crusher does that, smokes his pipe up front and Chad just goes bang at the top of the turn, he could absolutely pinch a couple of lengths and at 12 bucks, it's not a bad price to find out. Right, 12 bucks. Um, the Far Lap is next, Group 2. Zugotcha going around a very short favourite. It's currently $1.65, uh, which is very short. Obviously, Revolutionary Miss came out. It's eight cents deduction, but Rev- Zugotcha did open 2.30. So, Madame Pomery, um, William Pike is back aboard to ride this horse at 5.50. Fireburn going around. Owes a lot of punters money, old Fireburn. Call Die is there. No jocks, so not not sure what's happening there. Uh, Glint of Silver at 16s, and then the rest at pretty big odds and haven't been touched. But uh, is this Zugotcha's to lose, Tommy? It's uh, very cut and dry for Zugotcha. Only been a whisker off winning last start. Uh, very impressive, getting the 1500s. Now, so Zugotcha pretty well. In saying that, Fireburn, I really like Tyler Schiller aboard with Brenton going to Melbourne. A bit of a wide gate, but there's been a bit of an intent from Portelli to possibly ride a bit more forward, which um, which I like. I think for the Fireburn, it hasn't been disgraceful in its last couple of starts, but certainly not what we saw when she was a two-year-old winning all the Group 1s. So, interesting to see Schiller on uh, Fireburn, but yeah, I think Zoo got you. I don't, I don't know what she'll do. I, I reckon she might stay around that price. I, I've heard people say that she could get backed in a bit more, but also people thinking that she might get out. So uh, I, I'm not too sure what the market does. Um, Madden Pomery is also one to look out for, but yeah, looks like Zugotcha. Zugotcha King wins? Mm, yeah, I, I have to go with Zugotcha as well. I think just the fact that this race is absolutely void of speed. I think Glitter Silver goes forward. Uh, Daytona could being, you know, that... You know, the training partnership so known to leaders and so forth. Um, Zoo Gotcha could get cover, sit behind the leaders. It could do pretty much whatever it wants. I think, yeah, just that uh, tough group one second last start, over 1,400, uh, only by a whisker, J-Mac on board again. I just see everything go falling into place this start. I think it'll just get the run of the race. So pretty hard to look past and... Tommy's pretty much uh, mentioned the uh, the rest of the field that I like, Madame Pomery and also uh, Fireburn. But, yeah, I think they need a bit more tempo in this race to be dragged in, so hard to look past the favourite here. All right, Sky High Stakes, 2,000 metres is race number seven, opening the quaddy. Uh, Arapaho is scratched, so King Frankel is the favourite at four bucks. Uh, Tyler Schiller riding for Newnham. We got protagonist J Mac riding for Will Haggis. Five fifty Sunshine Rising um, Nash aboard six dollars. Knight's Order the pace eight dollars. No compromise. One of ours ten dollars. Couple of bucks for Benno drawn one on the inside with uh, Brett Preble aboard. A uh, couple of bucks for Gear Up. Likewise with Zarek and look Tommy. This market is pretty much all over the shop. Explosive Jacks even have a couple of bucks at big odds as well, but it's drawn pretty wide. And you've even got Stockman Allegron. Heaps going on a few good stays towards the Sydney Cup. So it's interesting to see these sort of races leading up to it. Um, I'll start with King Frankel. Huge again last start against Banjo, uh, winning winning that mile race first up very um, very comfortably without sort of doing too much. So I really like King Frankel. I, I've been a fan since last prep as well. So I, I, I think I'm going to be with King Frankel again. Protagonist, uh, we've seen Australian Bloodstock 
bring some good horses over here and William Haggis now um bringing it down under the the one thing I've heard is that he looks amazing especially a couple of 40 degree days out at um Canterbury has um not affected him at all and uh, a few people want to be tipping him he's he's a pretty good horse I saw what he did at York towards October last year he he's a he's definitely a fighter the one other horse I really want to mention would have to be no compromise. I thought his first up run was huge. Gets a bit more weight here, and maybe maybe he has another soft run before really firing next start. But very interesting to see what no compromise does. Also, I think Stockman will be a lot better as well. But uh, very good race, King Frankel for me. It's tricky, this one. I, I just think that the price on King Frankel is a little bit on the shorter side. I think it is a bit sharp for me to... I'm not, I'm not comfortable to launch. Put that put it that way. I think it's it definitely is. Po- uh, it's a stronger field. This hands down, like four bucks. You think it's still a pretty solid price, and it definitely could shorten with a couple of dual noms as well. Because I think uh, Explosive Jack might be heading to Canberra for the Canberra Cup, I believe, um, and the likes as well. But yeah, I think Tommy's pretty much touched most of it. Uh, King Frankel, I think he will probably be likely sitting in the front quartet. If they're not going too helpful leather, I'd imagine he could just settle perfectly in front or thereabouts and just pinch pinch the race and just take it out of the uh, the reach of the your like no compromise and and your yeah like all the back markers essentially and but saying that I think I want to take a little bit more of the price and I'm happy to just go uh, no compromise and sunshine rising I think sunshine rising with Nash. Uh, I think it could be a bit more positive. I know it was right at the back at Sandown last start, but I think well, it's returned in great order and Mark's done wonders with this ex-Hong Kong horse. And I'm excited at six bucks. And same as no compromise. That last start over the mile where Banjo beat it was far too short for it. Steps up to the 2,000, 10 bucks to find out. Yeah, a lot of ticks there. Uh, I'm probably happy to entertain a couple of the, at the price here. Okay, looking for odds. Uh, race number eight. This is the uh, main one, the Coolmore. Ana Visto is the fave. It's drawn really wide, and it's as a result, it's a 550 the field fave for McPrice. Hinged, J-Mac aboard. It's also drawn wide in 12 at 750. Hoping your heart, uh, Timmy Clark aboard for Parker. Great win last start, uh, beating Larkspur run at 750. A couple of bucks for Ruthless Dame, also drawn wide. Dylan Gibbons for Myron Eustace. It's 11 into 750. Yearning, Zach Lloyd aboard. It's 15s into 9, so a bit of love for that. Uh, look, I don't think it was that bad, to be honest, in its last run. I think it was only a length or so behind, hoping your heart. Um, Espiona, not one of mine. She's a belter. Pikey aboard. Look, expat, who knows? Could find the fence and, you know, kick away. Who knows? Um, mirror Vision's even there at 26s. But, uh, Tommy, who'd you land on? Yeah, as you said, mate, very tough. Um, Anna Vista was so good last start. Um, got, got to just dictate the race and just absolutely blew him out of the park. I think if he draws a gate, he's very he's much more likable. But Nashon, I still think he's tough to beat from that wide gate. But he's he's got to find the fence, and there is some speed under him with things like um, as he said, expat drawing the fence. Hoping your heart was great in the guy Walter, and I think it um, it just goes from strength to strength. So I've got to have something on it. And Yearning was really good last start as well. Zach Lloyd gets a low weight, and if he can time his run, especially with a bit of speed in here. 
it and she's a belter i think there's some knockouts um just race not run to suit she's about a last start so very interesting to see how she goes here very very tough race i think i'm just leaning towards hoping your heart hoping your heart go back to back king 750 to find out i wouldn't mind a slice it's 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 going to be a weird little map come saturday i don't know like i guess expat just holds the fence and it only knows one way, especially carrying 53 kilos. And a Vista will definitely look to cross. I can also see Larkspur run crossing from outside it. Hinged has been pressing forward as of late, but that's been in wait for age company, not in the Phillies and Mares Group 1. Uh, yeah, it's got to be an interesting map. Um, I still yet to completely dissect it, but like this, I think hoping your heart form line, that guy, guy Walter is really strong and... I wouldn't mind entertaining hope in your heart, yearning. Mustang Valley is 18 bucks, comes out of the same race. And I thought it ran enormous, and everyone's kind of just stayed away from it and steps up in trip, which is handy. Still holds 18 bucks or five bucks the place. So I wouldn't mind having a little bit on that. But one that I don't, without too much conviction, I'm happy to back Espiona again. I had it last start as well, then Melbourne, Ooh, 9.50. I know it's risky, and um, you just never know what kind of espionage you're going to get on the day. But that last start worked out tip top, and could this be the preparation that it's finally going to get? Has it got it, its head straight now after that win? I'm not sure, but nine dollars fifty. We know that Wall has got big opinions of this horse. It's kind of like a very elegant early doors, where it was just a bit of a, a nightmare to figure out how and where to settle in the run. I'm hoping Mick D just steers it well and barrier six is perfect. It's got to be 51 kilos, which is rock bottom. I like it. There's a lot of upside to be backing it. So I'm kind of leaning towards Espiona at the moment. All right, Espiona at odds. We go to the Ajax, which is uh, race number nine, 1,500 metres, and Waterford is fave. It's a few people's favourite horse. This or it's got big things. It's 380, pretty much bang on what it opened. Sabark is there. Chad Schofield's running for Annabelle. It's $5. Uh, Ascension, Pikey aboard for Kieran Ma and Dave Eustace. It's $8 into five, so it's had some love. Bandersnatch is there as well. Ryan Maloney aboard for the Hawks. Um, Going to be second up. Daimil, um... God, I think I liked this horse. Maybe last prep it had a had a pretty good win too. Um, James is aboard. It's twelve dollars and eight fifty. So some people like it. It's drawn wide. As has Riadini. Timmy Clark is aboard. Uh, look at it. Six dollars out to nines. Um, good money for Cephas, Nash, and Matty Dunn. Twenty six into sixteen. The rest at odds. Nothing really been touched. So a couple there that have been backed. Tommy, I know that you've always been a Waterford fan, haven't you? Yeah, and I was very worried first up. It wasn't Waterford at all, but. Um hearing from some connections, they weren't happy with the ride at all. And uh, they went back to the trials to do it all again and trialed enormously. So I'm going to go back to Waterford and uh, trust that it was just not a race to suit her first up, um, not ridden how she needs to be ridden to to really get that explosiveness from a late. So stick with Waterford, but if she disappoints and not close to it, then it might just be... Um, her not as explosive as last prep, but I think of that trial, I think is the horse to beat in this race. But I will say Ascension, huge win last start as well, and i um, very keen to see how it does. But I think Waterford wins here. Kelly? I'm going with Ascension purely because of my uh, speed, and I think it does get a cosy run. I'm not sure how I feel about uh, the Wizard of the West on a front runner. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a bit scary, mate. 
it is scary having uh, Willie Pike on a front runner. He's definitely more of a chaser than a leader. So I do have my little qualms, but I just think that, yeah, Tommy said last start win was, I think it was really nice. It was, I see a pr- plenty of improvement to come. I think it's ready for this grade of racing. Um, yeah, what more can I say? I think five bucks, it's been specced quite decently. I think it opened at about eight bucks mm-hmm. and now into five dollars. So I have to respect that money. Um, Barrier five looks to suit, should cart across, probably sit outside Caesars Palace and hopefully just, yeah, they just hold it up front and then just go bang at the end. Um, small thing to mention was, I think Tommy would know better, but Brad Gray is super duper keen on, keen on Bandersnatch. Uh, he's made that his best of the day. Uh, I think he sees it as mapping behind the leaders and then it just explode through the pack essentially. So uh, at seven fifty, it's not a bad price to find out. And BG is usually good for that price point, so wouldn't be against him. But yeah, ascension for me at the moment. Yep, you can find him. You sure can. Last of the day is the Tab Handicap. Nineteen hundred meters. It's a pretty good race. Wine Glass Bay. It's drawn wide. It's got J Mac aboard. It's coming off a pretty good win on one of the Friday nights at Canterbury, where it beat Chateau Park. Just it's four dollars twenty. Uh, Major Beal is there. Sixes into four sixty. Um, going for three in a row this prep. Timmy Clark's there. Stroke of luck drawn in the inside. Reese Jones claiming a couple of kilos or one and a half. Um, that's at 5.50 in from AIDS. Almania is there. Dylan Gibbons at 7.50. Claim the crowd. Mon Felicity Kabotch. And the rest are either big odds or have been drifting. Um, Tommy, who wins the last? Um, yeah, tossing up between two, and I think they both came out of the same midweek race last week in Major Bill and Stroke of Luck. Major Bill did really well to fought on, but Stroke of Luck was right there. And I think Stroke of Luck gets a bit of a weight relief to it, and then even more so with Reese Jones claiming. So I think I might go Stroke of Luck here, but I wouldn't be surprised Major Bill not far off. Almania also non for Canberra, I think. So yep. potentially might not go there. Kai Bosch and uh, even Sir Lamarack, really nice trial for Chrissy Lees. So I think it'll run a bit of a race too, but. Bit of an open one for last, but yeah, stroke of luck for me. Coey, where'd you land? Ditto. I'm going that same form line, major deal and stroke of luck. I've lent towards stroke of luck because of the weight relief. 465.50, I'm happy to Quinella the two. Uh, I think it's the stronger form line. Wine Glass Bay was good last time, but the white draw scares me a little bit, so I shan't be touching it. Um, one that I've jumped on, essentially, is... So I'm picking both those two horses for this race. I think they're both sneaky derby chances going forward. I think they're both 51s. Yep. So I've had a little go at both of them just to head that way. And once again, you know, futures on sports bet. Um, you get the insurance. So I'm happy to have a little slice on each. I think Stroke of Luck, this lightly raced horse uh, from the O'Shea yard, I think it's looking out for that 20. I mean, we get 1,900 on Saturday. I think it'll be searching for the the 2,200 next start and then go straight into the uh, the derby over the 2,400. And at 51s, I could definitely spec it. And it, it I think it's kind of mapped out that way as we speak. So 
yeah, just one for the futures. And if you don't want to take it on Saturday, I think it's worth a go for the, the longevity of things. It is crazy if you're not a futures punter, which most people aren't, and I probably wasn't until about a year or two ago, but when there's a promo like this with Sportsbet and you even have an inkling where it's going, you're going to be getting overs for majority of the races. Sometimes they wind it in because of the promo they're doing, but if you get in early enough, you're getting bloody good odds. If Lindemann wins the Rose Hill Guineas, I'm going to be having a very large night in Piermont at the Star Casino. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go to Flemington. We're going to have one race there. Let's look at the new market. Uh, I wish I win is equal favourites with In Secret. Luke Nolan aboard for I wish I win, drawn a bit wide, and In Secret, Jamie Carr is riding for Godolphin, so that's been backed in. So both at 420 at the moment. Private Eye, Brenton is aboard at 750. A lofty strike there for Froggy, 850. Bunos Notches, one of Tommy's. Um, ben Thompson riding. Mazu is going around at 17. He's been on the drift uh, Bella Nipotina is there, front page, and a bunch of others at bigger odds. It's, look, it's a cracking race. You've got the horses like September Run, which flew home last start. Rockin' Horse, we know what it can do. Baller can pop up. Um, look, there's some big odds there, but I wish I win. Flew last start, and in, we all know how good In Secret is as well, Tommy. So have you landed anywhere? Do you like anything? I've landed on it's a very tough race. Um, <laughs> Not just last start. Um, well, I've got to, I got to say, Buenos Noches, 50 and a half kilos and Benny Thompson on it, I think that's huge. Um, I think he's going to be right in it. Definitely a place. Place chance. Um, flew last time. You've got to think you can do that up to 1,500. So it's going to be right in it here. Private eye. We know what you can do, especially last prep. I think Bella Nipotina was almost as good as I wish I win. And it's just improving from prep to prep. Uh, Craig Williams on. I... Yeah, I can't rule out Bella Nipotina and Rockin' Horse as well. In saying all that, I'm going to go with In Secret. Um, <laughs> Jamie yep. Carr, 51 and a half. I don't think her run was as bad as people have made uh, last start. And I think people just keep forgetting about her. And I, I think this is um, where she really comes on the stage and announces um, her sprinting ability. Uh, we saw it when, when she won the Cormore as well. I've got to be with her. I think she's a great 1,200-metre horse, and, yeah, I think she beats this field. In secret, King? In secret from me, too. I think um, I think the beauty of it is that she has drawn barrier eight, so depending on how the track is actually playing, um, Jamie Carr will have the option to go outside, inside, and get pre- preferential run, like best ground, I guess. Um Whilst, you know, the likes of a couple of them. So, Bella Nipotina I did like, but drew one. And quite often you see the barrier one being a bit of a detriment to the sprinters, uh, especially coming down the Flemington Strait. A lot can be said about Private Eye as well. I love the horse, but barrier two, also a problem. Rockin' Horse, three. So, we're knocking out. I'm putting the pen purely through barriers with a couple of these horses. I know they're class acts, but I think just that... Holding middle gate to wider out is usually preferential uh, coming down that straight. So something like barrier eight for in secret, 51 and a half kilos, Jamie Carr. I know James Cummings was interviewed earlier this week and loves how it's going. Stepping back to the six furlongs away from that seven where it lost uh, last start. A lot of ticks. And I think, yeah, Tommy's spot on. I think this is the race that in secret can just elevate herself into Essentially, what will be an Everest, possibly an Everest there. So, I think this is it. Um, in secret for me as well. 
Okay. In secret, all right, any others, any qualifiers, anything you want to mention before we wrap up? Kembla's got some nice races tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Anything you like? Bacchanale's hard to beat, I think, in the benchmark 94. And as for the feature, uh, which has just left my screen, one sec. So Bacchanale is in, I think, race five or thereabouts. And let's have a look. The Kembla Range Classic for... For Vitru is going around, isn't it? And Call Die, that's where it's known for. Yes, and I've, I've got a little bit of... I've been hearing a little bit of murmurs and I had to look up a couple of these replays for Polygon coming over the ditch. Mm-hmm. Um, Camp's got some, yeah, Camp's got a few uh, thoughts about this horse and it's run against, well, I mean, once again, like I don't know too many of these horses. So it's got the right form lines to be performing in this group three in my eyes. Barrier 10 shouldn't be an issue. Good tracks, perfect. Karen booked. Uh, I think it has a little bit of X factor, and it's about five bucks thereabouts. Yeah, four forty now. Four forty. So there's been a little bit of money for it. So I don't mind specking it, and obviously the other one being Pavitra, who's you know a proper mm. a Group One place getter behind. Uh, she's extreme down the at the, at the Oaks last year. So definitely one to keep an eye on. But yeah, I've heard a little bit about this uh, Polygon from. New Zealand, so I wouldn't mind specking it as well. Even the Waterhouse runner has been back from 34s into about 10 or 11. Um, Tommy, do you like it in the Kembla? No, but I'll uh, take you around the country, though, Zach. Oh, where are we off to? I, I forgot to mention Marzu in that race as well, uh, the new market with drifting as well. It's got to be a bit of a knockout chance. But to start off with, let's go to Canamble. On Sunday? Um, I think the favourite, Let's Hear the Band, yeah, I think it's called, or Music for the Band or listen, something like listen, that. Listen to the band, the Clint London horse? Yeah, let's listen to the band, mate. Um, $3.90. It's, yeah, it's strung a few wins together. Clint London's going pretty well. And I say Jake Pracy Holmes, he's getting a few doubles, uh, a few triples lately. He's been riding really well, um, king of that area, and he's always pretty funny post-race as well couple of Fs and um, C-bombs you hear as well while he's riding. So it's it's funny to listen to him. Um, and then a couple of Canberra. Go to the Black Opal. If Tears Invincible is running, uh, second emergency, I think it's a massive chance. But there's one at odds called Love Shuck. It's drawn 17, but it's had one run and it did it really tough. But it was against open quality horses at Aubrey yeah, Love Shark. Really, mm-hmm. really impressive. I think it'll be in and around the money. Uh, Todd Smart, Jay Ford. So each way chance there at $26. They, um, I saw them actually advertise this horse on English Digital targeting this race months ago. And I got outbitted on it, but I, I really wish I didn't because um, I think trialed enormously and even the horses it's beat in trials has um, have gone on to win. So... Watch out for Love Shark. And then on the Monday at Canberra as well, in the Canberra Guineas, I think Wolverine last start was really impressive. And I think it'll um, continue its form and win the Canberra Guineas there for Chrissy Lees. 350 Wolverine. It must be very hard to outbid you, Tommy, in a bid. Oh, yeah, definitely. God. Yeah, 20 bucks is pretty hard to, out- to outbid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, best of anything, um, I, th- I like a couple of the Godolphins. I think the Tamerlanes and your Thelricks might be pretty good at um, Rose Hill. Coey, you like anything? Or are you going to make it anything at best? Zugotcha? 
Nothing is the best at the moment. I'll definitely have a little bit more of a look. I definitely like this Malhabra. Oh, yeah. Uh, Malhabra, sorry. Whether I'm happy to make it a best, I don't know quite yet. I, Quite honestly, I think In Secret's a good bet. That's maybe back for the place as we stand for the, the collective multi, but mm-hmm. I'll definitely need to be looking into it a little bit more. Okay, Mahaba, you're still getting 3.30. Um, Tommy, you want to make anything a best? Yeah, let's go Waterford. Waterford? I think, um, yeah, Waterford announces himself again as a massive chance for the Donny. And chuck in in secret as well. All right, beautiful. Um, pleasure, boys. It's all ramping up. The next couple of weeks are obviously very exciting with Slipper and championships and stuff. Uh, I assume you boys are flat chat at work, or Tommy, you're going to be out there in the truck or anything? Yeah, I'll be working championship days and at uh, Golden Slipper Day um, in and around there. So, yeah, big big um, few weeks coming up. Be good. If you're at the track, feel free to walk up to the Sky Racing truck and offer Tom a, what, a 4 and 20 pie and maybe a cold schooner? Yeah, don't worry about the pie. Just bring schooners. <laughs> um, Coey, you're flat out as well, I hope. Oh, I've got 10 days off coming soon, so oh, that's... Typical. <laughs> just 10 days off when, like, the carnivals are in the, right in the thick of it. No, so I think I've got 10 days from just after the slipper to the 30th. I love that. So safe to say you might pop out to the track one of them. So I think we're looking to do a hidden run mission to Dara. So I haven't been at Rose Hill since the Kiamichi Golden Slipper, but I think I'll be going to Tancred Day with a couple of the boys to have an absolute fill up. Uh, go at a couple of horses and drink a pile. Love that. Rose Hill's so far away for us too, out west compared to Randwick, isn't it? But enjoy that. Um, all you need it's to a do is have, Uber. all you need to do is have a couple of a couple of cold ones, and you um you completely forget about getting home. But boys, thank you. Enjoy the weekend, Tom. All the best with uh, Melbourne Storm this weekend. Kelly, we can sit back and relax and feeling really good at the top of the table. Four points, baby. Before we finish, actually, I know Tom, you're 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 a bit partial to having a bit of a bet on the golf. You having a having a crack tonight? Kicks off tonight, Players Championship. Oh, uh, is it the players? I thought yeah. we already had the players. No, it's, no. Oh it's no, no, not. you're right. Sorry, I've been watching that um, full swing. It's been really good as well. But uh, no, um, probably will go and have a look now that you mention it. But what I am doing on Sunday is going out and seeing Timmy Zoo, and I, it'll I be great that. to go. See. Go see him, and hopefully he can get the job done. Love that. Coey, you're a golf man. You had a crack at the golf? Well, definitely. I'm a wagering man, so I'll definitely <laughs> have a little shop, shop, shop around. It couldn't hurt. And uh, I think on your Bet365 promotion, I went Adam Scott to be the longest on t- top 10. So yes, go, go, go the Aussies. I'm hoping that <laughs> who the hell knows. I mean, I'm definitely not a golf. True. Uh, well, f- with that promotion, Coey's saying, I have a bunch of iPhones that I've got to give away. So the promotion Kohai is talking about, it's on Twitter. Um, you've got to get, well, obviously no one's going to hear about it right now, but uh, we've been doing a few. All you've got to do is literally, you don't have to be a customer. You just put it in there and hope for the best and try and win a phone. I think I'm doing one for the AFL next week. It'll be similar to the NRL, which is which was whoever's going to be at the top of the table. Fuck, I don't know. Have a look. Um, I've got about another 20 iPhones to give away if you're in desperate need of an iPhone. Um I think it's funny that, uh, speaking of the golf, the only thing that I do know about this weekend is uh, Cameron Smith obviously plays for Live Golf nowadays, and he's happy to... Said he was going to go watch. Just, he's going to go watch and go around and sink some sink, sink some beers. So, yeah. I mean, that's got to be great for the coverage as well. <laughs> it is pretty fun. I hope they let him in. I hope they let him in just stand there like heckling or something. 
Um, all right, boys, thank you. Um, all the best this weekend. Try and get some winners. And we're also, I did mention in the intro that we're going to try and do that tipping comp, uh, hopefully slip a day. So if you're keen, send us a message and we will try and organize it. But uh, thank you, boys. Cheers, boys.